0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See
1: terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Now, call off the Russian nightmare here. And you're watching Stu's Wrestling Podcast. You better tune in every time it's on or I come looking for you. Chateau <laughs>
1: You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Harbor! Welcome back my listeners and viewers, it is episode 95, I had a bit of a hiatus, had about a month and a half off from the show but I'm recharged and I'm ready to give you the Guardian of Chaos Big Daddy. The GOC has been in the business since 1984 when he began training in wrestling, by 1992 he was managing people and he's gone on to manage over 25 WWF WWE Hall of Famers in that time. Outside of wrestling, the GOC was in law enforcement for many, many years. He went on to Bounty hunt with Dr. D. David Schultz. We've got some great, great stories. And he's even appeared on Jerry Springer. He's appeared on many, many TV shows over the years. But yeah, Jerry Springer, I got to asking him about that. He is also a two-time Wrestling Hall of Famer in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and the Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So, without further ado, my guest all the way from the East Coast of America, it is the Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy. Enjoy. My guest all the way from the good old US of A for episode 95 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. We've had a little hiatus, about five or six weeks of no episodes, but we are back and I am back with my good friend, the Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy, Hall of Famer inductee 2019 in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, and also the Paradise Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame of 2020 class. It is an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today, mate. Stewie, it's excellent to be here on
0: your show. It doesn't get much better than Stewie John Palmer. Hey, listen. I have a lot of friends over there in the UK. I have a couple of buddies that roust about down in Wales, my friend. So I just want to say that to say this. It's truly an honor to be here on your podcast. We have a lot to cover, Stewie John Palmer. We can go AEW. We can go WWE. We can do the Independence, We can talk Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. And that's right. I live here. In the United States of America, on the East Coast, Stewie John Palmer. I am between the two largest metropolises on the East Coast of the United States. Everybody out there in the UK and all over the world, they've heard of New York City, a.k.a. Nueva York. I live 45 minutes from the border of New York City, and on the opposite side, about an hour and 20 minutes From Massachusetts in two hours Two and a half from Boston I am at the busiest Intersections and crossroads Of life And the world of professional Wrestling it doesn't get any hotter More dangerous More ominous and chaotic Than the northeast section of the United States Of America so UK
1: I'm glad to be over brother You're ready you're absolutely ready Now I want to go back Way back to 1984 and your start in pro wrestling training because I mean, you've been around the business for many many years but the origins of your career your start how it began for you and I know the wrestling world at that time the business itself was totally totally different I know that's a bit cliche but it was wasn't it it was a total different beast wasn't it wrestling back in the 80s it it
0: certainly was stewie that's what's known as the golden area era now i'm going to go back and forth between shoot semi-shoot character but i'm still going to keep it as the goc big daddy because i tell it like it is and there's three types of people in this world stewie john palmer those who don't know what happened those who wonder what happened and people like the guardian of chaos that make things happen so i will bounce back and forth between character one thing for sure is it's going to be entertainment personified with the GOC. And of course, Stewie John Palmer fans, if you're not listening, whether it's all over the United States or it's all over the UK or any country in between, if you're not listening to this podcast, I don't know what the hell you're doing. So back to the question at hand, Stewie. I started off... I, I don't want to give up my tender age yet, and I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all the fans, because if it wasn't for the fans, none of us in this world of professional wrestling, entertainment, podcasting, whatever it is that you want to call it would exist. It's the fans that make us who we are, whether it's Stewie behind the mic or the guardian of chaos here as his persona and gimmick, the person that I am. We get back to the training and jumping back to your question. I started training. I went to Kenny Passarello's Quest Gym, which is in Orange, Connecticut. And if you're not familiar with Connecticut, again, between New York City and Boston, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, you're right there in the hub of the United States. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a hotbed of professional wrestling in this area, Northeast, Northeast tri-state new england this is the home of titan towers we are literally 35 minutes as we sit here stewie john palmer from titan towers okay. okay so it's not that rare for the goc to be lurking around the building but we know that there's a lot of competition in aew we're going to get on to that and this is what i do stewie you ask me a question and i don't get to the question until i have other questions before you even answer <laughs> the original question that is absolutely fine. But this is how we circle back around because I always come back and I tie it up like a little bow, uh, Stewie. 1984, the trainers down there were Tony Altamori, was one of the original trainers. and He's from the tough Tony Altamori, the Stanford Stomper, worked for the WWWF, was part of this, the Sicilians and the tag team with Captain Lou Albano. So that's how go. Now he had a facility again, Kenny Passarello, who was Mr. Light Heavyweight USA at the time in the IFBB and the world of pro bodybuilding. They set up a ring right there. It was supposed to be a pugilist, a boxing uh, gym, but it was a, an all-over training facility where they had the boxing rings, which they got rid of, a professional wrestling training ring, and then your regular weights. The people that were at this school were all legends and ended up being jobbers, which you would call an enhancement talent now mm-hmm. in the old WWWF. Now we're talking 1983, 1984, 1985. This is the genre that we have gone back to. At that point, I'm 21 years old. Uh, I'm in my second or third year of college. I was jacked. I was in great shape. I was competitive in bodybuilding. A lot of my friends at that school, Stewie, and here's the trainers besides Tough Tony Altamori. He was down there with his nephew, Rob Altamore, who never really went anywhere in the business, but was his right-hand man. And Tony would sit outside the ring at, pa- at Passarello's. Now, Passarello owned the gym. Basically, it was his ring. If you Google Kenny Passarello, you'll know who he is. Mario Mancini was Absolutely. one of the trainers. Absolutely. Dave Barbie, AJ Petrucci, Seth Cohen. Those were, that was the core group of guys that were down at the Quest when Tony Altamori was there. Every one of those guys went on to work for the offices in New York City, because back then it was New York City. Okay. Now, those were the guys that went to school. Later on, other guys that have floated through there, everybody from Dr. D, David Schultz, to Tony Gurria, to the Wild Samoans. Uh, it, there were so many different workers that came through there. But one of the most imp- incredible guys, and I segue into it now because I still work for him today, and that would be pretty Paul Roma. When Roma showed up at that wrestling school back in the 80s, And Mario Mancini, who is the owner of Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, and and he was one of the main trainers down there at time at the school. Uh, They're the owners of Paradise Alley, and he'll say it best. Paul Romo is one of the best pure athletes to ever step inside a professional wrestling ring. That's where it all got together in 84, Vera Passarello's Quest. And Mario... Who ended up working from 1984 to 1992 in the WWF, WWE. He was one of the head trainers. And the company was based in Stanford. Although they had offices in New York, they had offices in Toronto. But everybody came through Connecticut, Stewie. Mm -hmm. They were all at World Gym. They were all living in Hamden, whether it was the Samoan Dynasty this, they were all training there because that's where the home office was. And let's not forget the strongholds in Northeast. You had Madison Square Garden in New York City. You had the New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. You had the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. You had up in uh, Providence, you had the big Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. You had Boston Garden right there in Boston. And not too far over the border, there was Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens in, in Canada where they always had the home office for the WWF. So that's where it all started, and all started right here in this area, the rich tradition in the hotbed, which goes on to this day in the independent circuit and where AEW and WWE are drawing their talent from. So I started off there. We'll,
1: we'll get back to the questions, Doing <laughs> It's promise. fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's absolutely fine. No, you gotta, you got to tell me the background and the history.
0: <laughs> but that's the history, uh, uh, Stewie. So I went down there uh, and I started some training. Now, the first couple of days, like I said, Mario and all the veterans of the WWE, back then, it's not like it is now. Back then in the golden era, if you were in good shape, even if you weren't, but you can get in there and work your ass off and you could show the guys that were training Even the jobbers, because let's face it, you had your superstars, but it was the jobbers that were making the superstars look good. That's why it's not an insult to lose. It's not an insult to give somebody the rub or put somebody over. Some of the best workers in the business were jobbers. Now, a lot of people take offense to that. I take that as a compliment. And I wasn't a full-time worker. Here's my career. I was a pro wrestling manager in 84 I was 21 years old, 20, 21 years old, just turned 21 was in great shape. As I said, went to the bunch of my buddies, my roommates were already working for Vince. Okay. I was going to university right here in the Northeast and a bunch of my buddies were all going to the gym. They were football players. They were athletes and they were going down to Passarello's quest. And if you were good enough, Mario will take you to TV. How do you think that that's how they did it back then? But you had to be qualified because you get in the ring, Stewie, and you didn't know what the hell you were doing. You didn't shut up and listen. You didn't show respect, or you got out there and said, I could do it. Hey, Stewie, Stewie asks the GOC, hey, 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 hey GOC, can you wrestle? You want to get in the ring? Bring your gear. So I saw it with Stewie. Stewie's in the main event. Hey, hey, GOC, I need somebody. You got your gear. You go in there, and before you know, no, the guy doesn't know what he's doing. You're in a wheelchair. You're paralyzed. People think this is fake. I mean, mm-hmm. come on really what these guys do is like being a professional stuntman i don't have to say that and if you've ever stepped into a ring yeah okay i guess you can learn a couple quick maneuvers but man are you gonna feel it so i went in there in 84 and i got my ass beat from pillar to post to a i was oh, at then i don't want to sound like hulk hogan who said he was you know six nine he had back and knee and neck surgery and now he's six4 I don't, I don't want to be like that um, but but back then I I don't know six foot six one I was probably 240 pounds before I ballooned up to 330 as the manager I was in great shape now I had some injuries I didn't let anybody know on no one needs to know whatever I was in great shape I was the cock of the walk so to speak so you go down there and you see all these guys some in shape some not in shape some like Paul Roma and they threw you around, and they made you beel and Irish rip, and bounced the ropes and worked the ropes until your ribs ble- bled, chopped you until you had blood coming out from the welts from the inside out, just picking you up and body slamming your Stewie, get up and do it again, bang! Get up and do it again, bang! All right, twenty Irish rips f- whips from the side, uh, a fifty beel tosses out of a corner. And that's what you had to do, and that went on for hours. This is the '80s; it's not like it is now. And if you didn't land the right way, shoulder blades bolt like martial arts, feet flat, not no part of your ankle, you were all done. And do it repeatedly, repeatedly. And I'll be honest; I walked out with my tail <laughs> tucked between my legs. And and they, you know, it was the. And at that point, you know, I had done a lot of martial arts. I hadn't gotten into my career yet in law enforcement. I had bounced in all the local clubs. I was used to dealing with roughnecks and hooligans. I mean, you know, I was no one to be trifled with Stewie. You, you, you weren't a punk, but you you didn't take any guff from people. That's what I did for a living. But man, to be an athlete and to be able to take that bump after bump after bump. And remember back then, Stewie, they did it to weed out the soft. Mm-hmm. If you, it's, you know, it's a lot of concept and a lot of different things. It wasn't hazing okay let's let it in. but they put you through the extra rigors because if you just weren't man enough to take it your body wasn't up enough to take it they want to weed out the guys you're either serious or you're not now i was serious and i was in great shape but i had injuries and had too much pride and i wasn't going to tell anybody and the first time i mentioned it maybe we go back to 1984 is when i started my training i didn't mention it publicly until 2019 I broke my back. I broke both my legs. When I was 16, 17, I was in a bad accident. I recovered from it. I was in a body cast, couldn't walk for a year and a half. But that wasn't my excuse three, four years later because I had bounced back from it, thought I was great, was in great shape. And that may have held me back. So I walked away from it after a couple of weeks. I went back to show them they didn't totally beat me between my legs. But let's face it, they knew it and I knew it that physically I wasn't tough enough at that point. Pun tough enough to to make it, and and that's what happened. And on from there is when I went into the Department of Correction. Mario and and Paul Perez and Big Dave Paradise, AKA Steve Tracy, pretty Paul Romo now, all own Paradise. They all went on to the WWE. They all went on to WCW. Mario was there, uh, Pre uh, got stretched out by Orndorf, Bundy, DiBiase, whoever, pre-WrestleMania 1, 2, and 3. Roma was in WrestleMania 3. Power and Glory, pretty wonderful. Four horsemen. Paul Perez is a second-generation grappler who worked for Vince in, in, in the early 90s. Big Dave Paradise, who is Stewie, he's every bit of 6'6", six, six, about 420 pounds, Stands up to those. That's what Paradise Alley has now here in Connecticut. But to my thing, those guys all went on to do what they did. I went to the DOC, society's worst, protected this country, protected the community and made sure that people did heinous, bad things, were held accountable for their actions, treated men like men. Like how I want to treat, I don't give a shit what color you are, where you come from, what you did, what you look like, what your religion is, your political viewpoints. You know what that means to me, Stewie John Palmer? Do you?
1: Ask me. Tell me. Because I got to hear
0: Not a fucking thing, Stewie John Palmer. I go by how you treat me. And I go by the character of who you are as a man or a woman. And that's the way it works. Now, I'll even give you a benefit of the doubt. But if you cross that line, Stu and John Palmer, not, not you personally. <laughs> I love you, man. I'm not in the U.K. We're in the U.K. Listen, I got coffee. I got Red Bull. I got coffee. We're in the U.K. Not you, Stu. I love the U.K. <laughs> uh, but that's how I lived my life. And then I was a bounty hunter for a long time. Dr. V. David Schultz. I worked for him. I worked for the high courts. And I learned a lot about people. And I learned that in order to get respect, you have to start with respecting yourself. And and once you do that, you open up other people's minds to respecting you. And and that's really what it's all about in this life. And we've gotten off somewhere. (laughs) I don't know where we are, but we've gotten off somewhere here as as humans and and, and the word respect, which we take seriously. So I went on into that career, but the story gets interesting. So I'm going to take a a deep breath. Let's
1: do it. Take part of his show for a second. It's fine. No, you carry on. You carry on. We have a lot to, we have a lot to cover. Yeah. Now, who
0: were some of your former guests as I take a sip?
1: I've, I had Del Wilkes. Such a shame that we, we've lost Del. But what an incredible, incredible guest he was. What an incredible man. Just sharing that uh, hour and a half, two hours with him. I, I speak you know, fondly about him. Uh, he, he was incredible. We spoke after the show, you know, every couple of months. And, uh, yeah, just it was so sad when we lost him. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate what he did in the business. And, you know, had it not been for injuries, his WWF run would have been even bigger. You know, he was taking on Bret Hart, wasn't he, for the title. And uh, I said to him, like, it was such a shame he had the issues he had. Uh, But open book, the man was an open book. You know, he'll tell you as it is, as you like to say. And he was incredible. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. One half of no, the good guy. Me. Incredible. Incredible guy. Uh, I've Let me so tell you many. a little Dell Wilkes. So many. Uh, uh,
0: uh, you, were, you were so impressed by Del Wilkes. He touched yeah. my life as well. Uh, I never, uh, I'll give you a little funny story. And then we could talk about. It's funny that you talked about Bret Hart. We have a similarity and a connection there. You're talking about Del Wilkes. We have a similarity and connection there. And then you just talked about Booker T. We'll get out to how we have a similar connection there. Stewie, this is something. Del Wilkes, I met through uh, Avi Klein and, and mm-hmm. doing my work on the WWAB and, and through the green room. And then his show, Unmasking the Truth. Uh, and I got to, was fortunate and blessed enough to be able to speak to Dell and interact with him several times throughout his show. What a man. What a person. Yeah, he had his demons. But at one point... Mm-hmm food, drinking, drugs, whatever it is, a a relationship, sex. I don't care what it is before we judge someone. we First, that's the biggest thing. Okay. And then you have to worry about what you've done before we start judging and bashing people. Mm -hmm. And Del Wilkes was a man of the Lord, a man of faith and whatever we did in our lives that is something what we're all about as human beings. And there was none better assault of the earth than unmasking the truth with Dell Wilkes and my interactions with him. And the day that he passed a bunch of the guys down uh, from the green room, which I was associated with that one time, what an opportunity of a lifetime. And that's how I met Dell. They had all called me cause they couldn't get in touch with each other with each other. So I'll always have that in my life and just Dell as a person, long before I ever met him. And here's the caveat, the funny thing. And I was able to ask uh, uh, Dell. It was so humbled and honored because he was such a great guy at one point in the early two thousands. I was fortunate enough to m- manage against and take a couple of eye pokes and bumps from the Patriot, Tom Brandy, mm-hmm. AKA Salvatore sincere. Now yeah. I asked Dell that live on the air face to face, like we are and Dell, he was a little pissed about it, but hey, it was no big deal because the original Patriot, Del Wilkes, mm-hmm. he was that kind of g- a guy that didn't really hold the animosity. He did all, all his work in all Japan, WCW. He had his little run in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Del Wilkes was a man of the Lord and faith and knew what he was as a person. All American at South Carolina. I mean, just as a man. So he didn't really hold anything against Tom. Apparently Tom might have... Uh, brought in the rights to it at some point or something like that mm-hmm. but it was well known that he was throughout the new england northeast area tom brandy aka south sincere in the wwe and then the patriot uh they looked so similar physique wise and I, I will say i like tom i loved Dell, uh from what i knew about him in my interactions but tom brandy to my face and as a person the patriot south sincere many times he was always a pretty much stand-up guy i gotta say stewie and that again. The back to my point of that's that's how we are as people.
1: <laughs> so a, a similar story. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some more. I'll tell you another guest actually. You know what you're saying about the jobber, the enhancement guy. Another fantastic guest. I had on. Great career deserves more than he gets. Barry Horowitz, Mister Technical. Barry Horowitz. Aha! He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, fantastic. He, he was another another episode. I learned so much about being trained by the Malenko's, you know, coming through, uh, you know, like you said, training was so, so different back then, wasn't it? You know, all you guys that went through it. Barry is a perfect guy to talk
0: to. Uh, I never met Barry personally. I certainly never worked with him, although Stewie, uh, I'll throw a little bit of information. I've been in the ring or across the ring with over 25 WWE hall of famers. And if you throw in TNA and, just name guys from young lions to future stars to current stars. It's probably fifty or a hundred. I've been so blessed and fortunate. It's amazing. But to t- talk about Barry Horowitz I, again, uh, my cohorts around here Mario Mancini, Paul Roma, Paul Perez, uh, they know Barry very well. You know, throw Brian Costello into the mix because he's very close with Paul and Mario. And the only correlations and when they see each other is Barry Horowitz was such a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Such a good man, a good person, a guy that you could talk to, and a guy who's obviously tough enough to take it. So, from what I understand, from what I've heard, without meeting the man, and you know, it's always tough to do that. Uh, I hear nothing but good things about Barry Horowitz. So,
1: that sounds true to form to me, Stewie. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, stand-up guy, just genuinely like lovely person. We even spoke. He, he's a, he was a big fan of the Royals here in the UK. He likes all the royal side and all that. So we got we, we even got, we even got that, and he and he goes, uh, we could talk about this for a cup of coffee, and then he goes, in your case, a cup of tea, <laughs> a cup of tea A spot of tea. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen,
0: in in the end, Stewie, like I I have been saying, the common denominator is, you know, you know, we're all the same, and you talk about Booker T, uh, uh back, we just came out of two nights ago three nights ago on, on the 25th of september on saturday we had diesel mania five for paradise alley pro wrestling uh which is like our WrestleMania. uh in the past we've had booker t there we've had diona perrazzo we've had mm-hmm. several big names to even current stars like richard holiday the iwa heavyweight champion mlw from the dynasty the whole nine yards uh tj crawford who was just in front of twenty thousand at for aew at arthur Ashe stadium waves and curls has been on aew dark uh you know just all the different guys the miracle generation stewie of these gentlemen from paradise alley who are 19 20 and 21 years old kylon king dustin flash waller and then sean onyx uh uh, sean knight and jay onyx the haven these four men who are at that age, that's a la just a few years older mm-hmm. than the legendary Cherry Gordy, who started when he was 16 from the fabulous Freebirds. These men are in the mold of your Adam Coles, your Lucha brothers. What's going on, you know, the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus? What's going on in AEW? That these gentlemen are burning up the scene here. Uh, if you do a little of your homework, and it's unbelievable. Before we get back on to My career, we, I hope you had enough tape because we could bounce all over between who i work for who i've worked with the current product there's no better time to be an insider a smart a dirt sheet a mark a fan whatever it is you want to call it opportunity a much needed viable alternative there is no better time than now as you can see my cameras are we're 25 feet below the surface of the earth down here (laughs) the wi-fi is crazy the camera is crazy but it works for now usually it's dark and uh you know, but I had a lot of good experiences, but that's what we're, we're in a revolution
1: right now. in <laughs> more, <laughs> more ways than one, I can't, uh, the thing I can't be doing with, I've spoke about it. Uh, the, look, the, the internet wrestling community, the IWC, I, I see. when they start bemoaning the product and stuff, like that, my perspective, I'm like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Then there's a lot of uh, this is, this is wrong. That's wrong. They couldn't, they couldn't write wrestling. Uh, You know, they couldn't produce television week in, week out. I think it's a fantastic time, you know, regardless if it's independent level. You know, you you brushed, you talked about MLW there as well, you know. uh, Well, there's a lot of stuff. So good. Listen, I
0: understand, Stewie, that impact doesn't get the numbers. And I'm going to say that to say this, because I tell it like it is. It's not always about the numbers. I Mm -hmm. get the demographic 18 to 49. I Mm -hmm. get back when I was a man in my 30s. We were getting four, five, six million people per show Mm -hmm. in the Monday Night Wars. But we're headed back there. Vince does not like what's going on before we transition back to the local. Mm -hmm. He does not see himself, Pritchard. They're going to get everyone involved. They're going to be in together. You're going to see the new word of the day is the hot shot booking. I listen to my certain podcasters, whether it be JD from New York, two hundred six, probably one of the best in the IWC. People don't like him because he's rough. <laughs> he's around the edges, uh, but yeah. he does tell it like it is. A lot of people listen to the to wrestle culture, and a lot of there's a lot of different product and stuff out there. A lot of people talk about Jim Cornette but let, let yourself be the eye test of what you know in your generation. Like you just said to refer to you, there is no right and wrong, man. No, man. Enjoy is, it. I, I, Enjoy
1: I, can't it. Stand, I can't stand when people are butting heads, rightly or wrongly. They're allowed their opinion. Uh, people are too quick to start. I, I've come out of a lot of groups on Facebook because some of the stuff that's going on, man. Uh, but, you know, uh, Pro Wrestling Elite FanDom, fantastic group. I've been no, because they, they won't have it. They won't have anybody. Yeah, have an opinion. But don't, stop, d- don't start bashing other people. You know, Jack Reynolds is involved. He's obviously UK as well. Good, good guys. Yeah, Jack, good good man, guys. Good we follow each other. Yeah. And just the groups don't have to be like that. And, and it's just really nice and refreshing to go into a group. All right, Jack might feel a certain way. And then I'll put my point across. But we never like, you know, fall out over it. Um it's, it's, the way, it's the way society is these days. So it's not just with, with wrestling. You know, everyone's quick to start on one another when you don't necessarily have to.
0: Well, uh, over, over here in the States, you know, uh, Mondays you have Raw. Uh, it, it was also an elevation, I believe, on YouTube. Tuesdays, mm-hmm. tonight you have NXT, you have mm-hmm. AEW Dark. Tomorrow's AEW Dynamite. But Thursday, Impact is in there somewhere. MLW is now on Vice. Fridays is SmackDown and AEW Rampage. You have your occasional Saturday. And of course, uh, whether it be the four times a year of AEW or 12, 13 times a year of of events in the WWE, you got pay per views. I mean, is it plus whether it be Fight TV? Title Match Network, IWGT, all these different groups and streaming services right now, YouTube, the whole nine yards, Twitch, Facebook Live, it really is unbelievable. And there's no better time mm-hmm. if a couple of these groups, and I'm talking about Ring of Honor, don't get your shit together and get some sort of TV deal or step up your, your your social media game, you're gonna fall by the wayside, and that would be a tragedy to lose it, and, and to my original point, because we we we're ad-lib, yeah. we we're organic, and that's I'm why I, was a, I came on your show, is that reason. But, you know, impact is another one, too, and it's not always about the ratings. You have to put asses in the seats, but if you can't get out, pandemic or not, and, and do what these other companies are doing, yeah, you're going to stay alive. The Indies will always flourish. There'll always be a territorial system, just not like how it was back in the day. It's going to be a tough go, but if you're good right now, They will find you. What is hot in the UK? Is Walter still the man? Oh my days! Well,
1: we we got a question on a big fight weekly that I do for Powered Four. As you can see, my background there. Powered Four, great on-demand company. They've got, well, I'll say hundreds. They've got 40 40 promotions now on-demand UK. UK, uh, they've got Chicago Land from America. Uh, there's a there's a few from America now. It is it is incredible. Uh, and now, obviously, you know, post COVID or you know, full throttle COVID, the shows are running. The shows are running, and uh, it was it was flourishing from 2012 onwards. You know, prior to all this, it, it was incredible. Uh, Progress was leading the charge. Obviously, Progress is now on the network. Uh, I C W up in Scotland fantastic promotion on the network um, it, and it and it just helped it just helped all these other upstart companies and uh, now, you know let, a lot- let
0: me ask you this let me ask you this seeing seeing that we're talking uh, g- dip, same mindset but different the geological locations mm-hmm. who are and again i don't want to put you on a spot because we talked pre-show about this that we wouldn't really do this because it's tough it's to do fine. in any it's job right <laughs> I want to know, I want to know from your perspective, because I like to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't like
0: to be interviewed. I like to have a conversation. Absolutely. You're the, perf- you're the perfect guy for that. Give me, if you would, before we get back on to, 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 to my story out there, who are your fans, your fan base, uh, the folks over there in the UK and that general geographical area, who are the names that are moving the needle? Whether it be your product, independent product, worldwide product, which is what maybe we
1: should go with. I think um, Ricky, uh, Ricky Knight Jr., obviously the Knights, you know, massive family pages, family, he was in WWE. Uh, Ricky Knight Jr. just had a match with Osprey at Revolution Pro. Uh, <laughs> at, at Osprey's going to be here. Uh, he, unbelievable. He, he's exclusive to Rev Pro over here. Obviously, he's got his contract in New Japan, hasn't he? Uh, but Ricky Knight Jr. apparently hung with Osprey the whole match. I've seen clips and uh, Ricky Knight's only 21 and uh, they've been touting him for a few years. I now. remember
0: They're, seeing him in the documentary.
1: Yeah, he is going to be, you can tell, uh, he's something special. Uh, by the time he's 25, the world's his oyster, I think. We're really going to see. Uh, I need to watch the full match from RevPro. I'm going to watch, watch, I've seen clips here and there. Uh, but he, he hung with Osprey, Big Daddy. He hung. Listen, with Osprey. there's
0: a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Osprey's yeah. here on the East Coast, within a half an hour of where I live. Osprey will be challenging, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to speak out of place. It's out there on the social. Anything that I say is not a secret. You can go out if you do your due diligence and do your homework, and you everything's for public consumption. He may be taking on MJF.
1: That I mean, that's just huge. <laughs> I I couldn't get over him in uh, Cincinnati the other week. The promo to to Brian Pillman Junior.'s um, auntie. And, I would have and, kicked his ass. I'm the i the, the I'm the I'm the sister, sixteen years and pregnant. And it's just he he what has been. You uh, what would you would, have done? I would. I would. I would. He probably would have. He probably would have uh, waffled me first. But I would have. I wouldn't have liked it it's if okay. you sent it to my. If you sent saying it my wife. But. It, K-Fabe, he keeps k alive, you know. Yeah, that, I, I, I love what, what MJF is doing. He's incredible. Uh, I agree
0: with you. It takes us back to the day uh, of how it used to be. I'm surprised he's able to get away with yeah, it. Yeah. This I had said on social media uh, at all the different uh, uh, levels, that, uh, different forms that I'm on, that what I saw for AEW the last couple of weeks, of what I saw on Arthur Ashe Stadium and the different things that are coming up at Rampage, it coming from a guy now who's pushing. I'm almost 60 years old. Uh, to It's one of the biggest pops, the crowd, whether it was for punk, whether it's for MJF, the, whether AEW, the product in general, the live crowd, maybe it's because we've been in the pandemic for a year and a half, almost two years. But I haven't seen that sort of reaction or feeling or rubber pop since the attitude area era ECW mm-hmm. days, the Monday night wars. Now you're going back 20 something years. Mm-hmm. And before that, Stewie, I hadn't seen that since the eighties of WrestleMania mm-hmm. where I was 21, 22, 23, 25, and had the stars in my eyes and wanted to be on that stage. And then later in the eighties, while I was a corrections officer, in in my fifth sixth year in in my late twenties, being able to travel with the Samoan SWAT team, the Samoan Dynasty, meeting and hanging with the Road Warriors and Lex Luger and Sting and and all, and Michael Hayes and learning so much from those guys and Doom and Jack Victory and meeting the Steiners, especially Scott Steiner, before he was even in the business, before I made my official debut as a manager in nineteen ninety two. So. If that's what it reminded me of. We haven't recaptured that, Stewie. I'm not sure what demographic you fall into. Are you in the 18 to 49? Are you are a 50 plus I, demo I, god like I? I am? don't think
1: I don't I don't I don't think they need to classify us. I don't think you know the geo the goc like doesn't the, G, the goc you don't you, you you're a, I'll call you a veteran. I'll call you a veteran of the biz. We don't need to. There's no need for demographics. You can sit there. Your grand, your, your grand, your, gran, your grandma, you know, your nan, if they're still alive, you know, a lot, a lot of grandparents used to watch it. You hear from, you know, guys, especially seventies and eighties when they were growing up, and uh, it's, it's, it's exciting again, you know, and it's, I just, I just can't wait to see what's gonna, what, you know, what's gonna happen with NXT now they've, you know, rebranded it, they've done the logo out differently. Vince has got his paws on it a little bit more, which I didn't agree with. Um, It'll be interesting to see what what they what they do with NXT. I mean, uh, Steiner's um you know Rick's son looked incredible the other week. Oh. But then they then... all saying
0: Ryan Breaker. Right. Why is everybody hung up on a name? Does it really Just, matter?
1: We know we know who he is. He's got we a single he He's got a single on like his uncle and his dad wore. He's got the bright colors, all right. He was matching with the logo that first week. But what what a way to start. Also, LA Knight two matches in one night as well. And he put him over in that, uh, in that phase. I, well. I, I,
0: I think LA Knight's about to be buried, Stewie John Baldwin. <sighs>
1: but he's, what a talent Eli, you know, what a talent Eli Drake is. Oh, he's an of, extreme the talent. Ma- the mic skills, the Mike skills are incredible from him, but it's just, there's so many guys out there wanting the spot. For wanting, me
0: right now at my age, it, and, and, you know, I follow the product because again, Paradise Alley is a current product. Absolutely. And there's guys uh, that are currently, like I said, work from MLW to AEW and, and Richard Holiday is the man, mm-hmm. Matthias DiNapoli. If you Google those guys, especially Richard Holiday, you'll know who I'm talking about. I do and know of course, we you know, we just came off of Dieselmania 5. Our heavyweight champion is Matthias DiNapoli. Our tag team champions are the Haven. It was the House of Pain. Uh, we have Vlad, the 400 pound monster. Uh, the list goes on and on. The Kylon King. Uh, the list in the roster for an independent group that are around here, we'll go to other independent groups that are around here from house of glory to Northeast to all different groups. You Google them and you'll see them bringing in the big mainstream stars. There's something about the Northeast tri-state new England area that brings in that star power. It's not just the West coast. It's mm-hmm. not just London. It's not just places in the UK, the big spots overseas and in and, and, and Tokyo and, and in different places. This is where it's happening. This is the epicenter at times. And when you see a lot of these stars, whether it be a Diana Peraza or Taya Valkyrie, I can go on and on of guys that, and gals that come from this area of mm-hmm. talent that make it to the big time uh, whether it be a sasha banks all the way back to killer kowalski that come from this area and have made this place in this area truly like being in living history stewie john palmer in our industry it really is and the local independent scene here is like none other in any part across the country, and the independence force, there's over 100 promotions in the New New England Northeast area, and if you're a solid worker, you can Mm -hmm. literally, you know, Evan Ginsburg, the movie 350 Days, which is a uh, must-watch, Beyond the Mat, uh, The Wrestler, Mm -hmm. uh, those type of movies, Evan was a a producer of the movie Mm -hmm. The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, you look at those guys being on a road 350 days. Well, if you're a good independent, and you live in this area. You're on the road 150 days a year. Sometimes you're booked 200 times a year. Mm-hmm. You're making more money in the independence than some of these guys are in the big groups who have signed a contract. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it's mm-hmm. it's it's you can make a living here as an independent wrestler if you're that good. They will find you and. I'll admit it, from my day to your day and every day in between, it's gotten a little more political, but not in a bad way. You got your boys, you got your clique, you got people that are honest that will vouch for you and your talent. That you're a stand-up guy, a man of your word. You got a good chance to make it, bro. You really do. People will look out for you. It's not an easy life.
1: Who do you think in AEW, obviously they've had, everyone's had exposure, Who who's a guy in AEW you can see Going going up, you know, high in the stratosphere as such. Is there somebody, wow. I, know there's, I know there's many, uh, and I know you wouldn't want to be playing favourites, but yeah, maybe... Yeah, I, I, I have nothing to lose. I, I, okay. I can play favourites. Oh, okay, <laughs> you, right, that's fine. That's fine by me. That, that answer's fine by me. Yeah, just some guys, maybe, you know, lower mid-card level now, but that could be world champion or uh, television champion. Yeah, TNT <laughs> champion, should I say. Stewie, I've heard you say this before. Uh, I've I've listened to your show before.
0: I've seen your guests. You always bring on a good, uh, a good show and you're informed. Uh, a lot of guys across the pond, they're not informed on both sides of the fence. <laughs> mm-hmm. e- e- AEW is building stars. WWF WWE used to build stars AEW is building stars they're making guys whether it be the Lucha Express the Lucha Brothers even the ones that were established before they're making guys into names and it's a beautiful thing to say someone like a Wardlow uh, you know, I think they could use someone like a cage and archer a little bit better. The big men are kind of getting mm-hmm. shit on. But look at the guys like the Lucha Brothers. Look mm-hmm. at uh, guys like Hobbs. Look at how they've used guys to give the rub, whether it be Sting, Arnie Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Jake the Snake Roberts. They use the veterans the right way. They come in. They give you the rub, they're out, it makes everybody else look good, and then your Jungle Boy, who they're really pushing to the guilds mm-hmm. and Lucha Express and all that, those are the guys that deserve it. Now, Adam Cole, Miro, I'm afraid that some of the originals may lose their way, mm. but if you continue to stand out and continue to build that roster, AEW, those are some of the guys, they're building stars, they're having exciting matches, but will they run out of gas, Stewie? Mm.
1: I don't know. Do uh, you know- when they when since inception 2019, I would seen Sammy Guevara independently around America, but thought, yeah, you know, he's good in ring and all that. And I thought this guy, I wasn't first on him. I wasn't first for the last the last 12 18 months, he has really, really got me I'm thinking he you know he's got star quality that lad. I really and I was I was saying he I didn't think he had it initially. But uh, I really, I rate Sammy Guevara. I know they've positioned him at the top end, you know, top end of the card. Do you know where I'm Sammy's from? It. You know, Sammy's <laughs> from this area. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's,
0: from <laughs> the, he's from the New England Northeast era. Something in the water. He just is. There's something and in that water. Local, he's a local hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a local hero. Yeah. And you, you are, Stewie, that's a great point. Sammy Guevara has turned into one of the biggest stars and flourished, yeah. being with MJF and, and with the inner circle and with mm-hmm. those guys, the pinnacle, that whole angle. It really, he really shined in that. And I think that gave him the confidence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sammy Guevara really has turned mm-hmm. into something again. So has Jungle Boy, the different guys that have that have stood out and have come into their Miro. Now I call him Miro still. Uh, I call him different things. He's Bruce Seth. He's back to the same, the way he used to be, and it's just impressive. And you look at the different guys coming in, and I'm big on Hobbs. I look at the WWE, mm-hmm. and I see a ton of talent. Yeah, Listen, no. I, I I checked mm-hmm. in on the on the pay per view, a lot of great guys, but you can they stick to the same dozen or fifteen guys. They run a lot of the same same storylines. They're changing up. I'm appreciative. I don't bash any company one over the other. Plus, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of other stuff and I'm involved strongly with the indies, which I really believe in. Christian, whether it be Christian Casanova, Mercedes Martinez, Deanna Pratt, they're all from this area, bro. It's just unbelievable, Stuart, to see these guys. So that's why the independent scene here is something to keep an eye on and that's why I stay in touch with Paradise Alley and do their broadcast and their commentary. And We're on Fight TV. It's just a beautiful thing and it keeps you involved and makes you want to watch the big time and keeps you interest because you know what they do at paradise alley is mentor men and young women in life, not only in pro wrestling and pretty soon you'll see them as a great representative in one of the major companies and it just mm-hmm. works. It, it's a beautiful thing. It's about giving back true carpenters, mm-hmm. a la Booker T same concept.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know it's it's over here now as well with the with the show starting back up. I'm involved with a new promotion out of Liverpool, so we've got um we've got a show on Saturday. Uh, he, he runs the show about twelve thirty in the afternoon. Uh, more more geared to like family side and stuff like that. So uh, the fifth That's show is a good thing. The fifth the fifth show. Uh, Jay the promoter has got TNT Extreme Wrestling, which has got quite a lot of buzz around here in Europe uh, but it's more like hardcore style it's not my cup of tea i just like a i've told jay i've told jay but he's done he's done damn well with that promotion he's built it up from nothing uh, he's had top stars from America here. Gotta give the fans yeah. what they want. Yeah, man. a lot. Of, a lot of people love his product. Uh, that the hardcore style, the extreme style, which is great. They've had some great it's stuff. Big here too. is yeah. always big here too, man. Absolutely. So yeah, we've got our show on Saturday. Eight matches on Saturday. So yeah, I'm, I hope I'm you're
0: posting a couple of clips. I hope you're posting I, a couple. I'll, of
1: clips. I'll I'll send I'll send them to you. Um, I'm on commentary with Mad Dog Mike Angus again. So yeah. Yeah, I was panicking. I was panicking the first show in June, and Jay was just like, "Be yourself. Just be yourself." Uh, he goes, "Yeah, you're he, good, man." He, he's like, "He's like, you don't need to." But yeah, I'm I'm veering towards trying to be like Bobby Heenan. I think a bit of heel. I think a bit of heel. Always got to come have on. the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I got you it. Gotta always, it's I got to always. Uh,
0: you could gear yourself towards Bobby Heenan. I don't have to tell you this because you're a professional. You can gear yourself towards Bobby Heenan, but give it to Bobby Heenan, Stewie, John Palmer. Yeah, twist.
1: yeah. Don't be, don't be like yeah. Own yeah. it. Own there's it, only man. one. There's only one man. There was only right. one man who could do Bobby Heenan. Listen, and, and I that molded was it.
0: my character, Stewie, and not to cut you off because that's what I do. That's no, what I'm no. Known for.
1: <laughs> it's fine.
0: I molded. No I molded my character after a cross between like Captain Lou, Gorilla Monsoon. Bobby Heenan, and Paul Roma, the legendary Paul Roma, who's been a WrestleMania world champion, said to me the one thing about Guardian of Chaos Big Daddy and Mario, who's worked for everybody in this business you could think of, is said, We have a combination between Freddie Blassie, Captain Lou, Jesse Ventura, and Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby all rolled into one. And those were my biggest influences yeah. because I couldn't make it as a full-time worker. I found my way, transitioning back to my story and debuting in 92 after starting training in 84, being distracted with wife, law enforcement, family, getting back into making my debut in 92. And between 92 and 2008, I worked with everyone from Jay Lethal to AJ Styles, to bodyguard and John Cena to working with the Samoan dynasty, all those fall of famers and everybody in between. And here I am back all these years later and working with Paradise Alley.
1: So oh, it's been a journey. We'd be here all day. How, how was it for you managing the guys that you've got to manage and, and then the number of years wow. you got to do it as well?
0: Uh, I got paid paid my dues to begin with, again, like we all do back then, traveling, not getting paid, not getting booked. It, it was twice as tough for me because I had to agree. To, people had to agree to let me work with them. That was the toughest part. People have to agree to let me work with them. As a worker, you're booked. You have a manager. Now you've you got to work with me, man. So I had, I'm very blessed and fortunate and humbled that so many good people, so many talented people agreed to let me work with them and trusted me with their bodies. And Then in turn, I had to trust them with my body because I was the type of manager, I've probably taken the most bumps out of any manager in history. I was a manager that always got whacked two or three times, whether it be through a table, steel cage, bleeding the whole nine yards. I've been involved in all barbed wire matches because that was my character. I was a big guy, usually bigger than most of my workers, but I got to manage Rikishi, Yokozuna, the Bushwhackers, Sergeant Slaughter, King Kong Bundy, the Iron Sheik. I mean, the list goes on and on to current guys today. I mean, I'm so blessed and fortunate again. The uh, Terry Funk, Jake the Snake Roberts, Mick Foley, Jerry King Waller. I mean if we name drop that's just names that people know, if we get the guys that you and I would know, we'll be here for five <laughs> days, again so blessed and humbled and fortunate to work with guys from yeah. WWE WCW, ECW NWA, AWA and I've worked for over a hundred different promotions myself I'm in multiple Hall of Fames hope to get into more
1: I'm sure and, you know, no. not
0: looking to be relevant or get a job, but still want to give back and have fun and broadcast. And I enjoy just, I don't go to any shows. I don't go to any of the big time shows. I will catch it on TV because I appreciate the athleticism. I like to see the young guys that I help steer towards it. And I help out Paradise Alley. If you ever saw the movie with Terry Funk, Sylvester Stallone, and Lee Canalito called Paradise Alley. That's where you understand where Paul Roma and Mario Mancini and those guys got the name from. And if you ever want to get someone as a guest, Mario Mancini's one hell of a guest. We should have him on here someday, Stewie. I absolutely,
1: absolutely,
0: un- un- unbelievable. So just to briefly, we transition to every different thing before we get back to what the fans want to talk about, which is
1: AEW, WWE, not me.
0: <laughs> but that's that's <laughs> my my career, and again, been around a long time. Blessed, fortunate. Mm-hmm. To have the memories, the relationships, the brotherhood, and to be able to give back is the most important thing I would ever love to be remembered for. In the meantime, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, having a good old time putting my, putting my old stuff out there with all the legends. It's a lot of fun, man. It really is story.
1: <laughs> I loved it. I loved I loved it when you're coming out with Bundy, that video. I, I assume it's at one of the fairgrounds. Was it one of the fairgrounds over there maybe or that was at, baseball that was in stadium?
0: A Wa- it was at a baseball stadium in Wapperton Falls. Yeah. Uh on that show was Mick Foley, uh Kamala, Dusty Rhodes. I got to work with. I was with Bundy and Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Jerry King Lawler. I mean, it was unbelievable. It, it, yeah, to work the stadium tours with different groups, uh, it really was a lot of fun. And one of my better moments, not only working against Yoko Zuna and Jake, the snake and tag team several times. And the, the Dudley boys for the NWA tag team titles, a couple of different times, but to be able to tag with Umaga and Rikishi and then do the two cool dance, brother. Hey, yeah, boy, kane, pupuli, mahalo, brother that was one of the highlights of my life. It's the only time I've ever, I usually a heel. The only time I've ever, ever been faced was with Umaga and Rikishi oh. back in the early two thousands against the oh. Haas brothers of all people.
1: Good stuff, man. <laughs> so, so much, so much, I have so many stories. As you say, we could do, we could do five, six hours and still <laughs> not scratch, scratch the surface. I love it. Do you know what I like about you as well? Humble, humble. And that is what people need wow. to be. I know, we, I know it gets said time and time again, people coming in even now with the wrong attitude, you know, feeling they're owed something. Uh, I, I learn a lot from you guys, the veterans, you know, just be humble and respectful. It's, Everyone. it's
0: funny that you should say that, Stewie. I want to relate a, a quick story uh, about thinking who you are and being bigger than the business and be living your persona and thinking you're too good to work with someone or you didn't get the rub or you didn't make the poster. You know, i'm gonna be honest here uh you know i felt that way at times myself too like maybe you were short-sighted or maybe you didn't make the poster or you didn't get to work with the talent you think you deserved or where you belong you didn't get the rub well you know what you're wrong for thinking that because it doesn't matter who you work with where you are on the show be happy that you have the canvas to be able to perform help sell tickets, set up the ring, break it down. Be proud of who you are. Get your friends to come see you and support you. Be proud to be your gimmick and who you are and help people and give back. And if you don't learn that then you didn't learn anything in the business, you know, and I remember saying to myself at the peak of me being a manager, again, I was a very successful manager Made a lot of money and, and have great memories. And I remember saying to myself, and I even told my wife about this story. At one point I said, really, I got to work with him again. I said to myself, thankfully, I was at least smart enough to do that. I said, really, I got to work with these guys again. And you know, we went out and we had the match of our life and I got some decent publicity and I took a couple of nice shot, cheer shots, got busted open, was so appreciative. And I sat there and said to myself like this afterwards, I said, Chaos I said, said, you better look in the mirror. I said, this was in the middle of my career. the I said, who the hell are you to ever question who the other talent is or whether they're good enough or you belong there or they belong there? Who the fuck are you? Because you ain't nobody, man. You were lucky you were on the spot and you should be thankful and humble that that person agreed to work with you when you're going to question whether you, that's a piss poor attitude. And I see a lot of that. So I just want to relay that even guys like me in my area, we get it. We're all humans, we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But you gotta learn from those, Stu. And, and and I see you nodding, so
1: I, I know I'm glad you you agree with me. I I and if you I, didn't, I listen, that would be great. I listened to I listened to the guys, and it was even uh, just going back backwards a little bit. Uh, we have a guy over here, Dean Ormark, he's wrestled uh, over 20 years, well respected. And at uh, the first show, the stage wasn't set fully so it was like the raised stage area. And it was before the show started and he's trained a lot of these young kids that are coming through now. And um, I just didn't even bother saying hello because he had like five or six guys before the show hanging on his every word, you know, they needed advice and stuff like that. And uh, it was just lovely. It's just lovely to see how humble he is. After his, you know, years in the business, uh, I I was just looking from afar, and I spoke to him at the end of the show. I said I wasn't ignoring you. It was just you were busy with the with the talent, with the wrestlers, with the youngsters. Like uh, it was just lovely. It was just lovely to say. I was taken aback.
0: Nice. It's it's nice when you see respect and get respect. You know, I'm around a lot of younger guys. Uh, you, you know, being involved with Paradise mm-hmm. Alley, guys in their late teens, early twenties, middle twenties guys with egos guys that look great and you know some will say hello to you most because paradise alley trains them that way can't speak Mm -hmm. for everyone but they will come shake your hand introduce themselves and you know what stewie type of guy that i am it's the type of guy that i am i don't care i've been in, in and around the business 30 35 years i don't care who i've worked with for the most part if and I did it this past weekend to a young lady who happened to be near the locker room. And she was sitting by herself while all the boys are yucking it up. I got up, put my shirt on. I walked over and I introduced myself to her mm-hmm. to make her feel comfortable mm-hmm. of being in this locker room. I didn't realize she was with one of the boys, but I thought she was a worker. And I just wanted to say, I, You know, all the guys, I just want to introduce myself. I've never met you before. And she was so appreciative. Mm -hmm. And even her old man, who I know very well, but I didn't know they were together. (laughs) You know how that goes. He (laughs) came over to me. He he said, Chaos. He said, Big daddy He said, Thanks for saying hello, man. She said that made her feel good because all the guys Mm -hmm. were on and a couple of the gals hadn't gotten there. I said, Dude, just, it's just the way we are. uh, We're family. And you got to try to give everybody respect. And even though, you don't know me and you may be a young superstar because we had a few of them there that night. One night in front of 20,000, the next night you're in front of 150. I go up and I say, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. And I introduce myself. And I usually don't give my real name. You know, we all give the work name because it becomes habit. But see, even some of these guys, if, if they treat me that way, I'll, I'll even give the, the real name to them. We'll do the, you don't have to do the work. So and that's that's about respect, man. It's not just about wrestling. You've Got to learn from something this from Stewie. You, you mm-hmm. got to apply this to life. I believe mm-hmm. we're all having fun as long as it stays fun, you know. And that's why I've retired and gotten back more times than uh, I don't know Michael Jordan, <laughs> 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 Brett Favre. I, I don't know. Yeah, appreciate it.
1: You love the business. That's just that, and that's the that's the main It's thing, part of you, me. Whether you're part. in it whether you're out of it for a bit you know it's uh, it's lovely you know it's a nice story that as well because I, I there's some guys obviously on the roster i don't know uh so you know i found it quite hard but then there's a couple couple of the guys i've got to know i knew i knew some people previous uh, it's busy it's busy pre show you know i mean sometimes uh but etiquette i i am i am trying with the etiquette because i listen i listen Very to what cool. you guys say you know uh, if people are busy, they're busy. I leave them to it. You know, if there's time, I'll. I'll uh, but you know, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there slowly but surely with the etiquette. It's new to me. It's Stevie, new to where me. do we follow?
0: Where do we follow you on social media? Let the fans know because you might get an extra person or two to watch because I'm on
1: <laughs> <laughs> one, maybe two. Stu, Stu's Wrestling Podcast um, on the Twitter. I think you can find it. I think it's at at stuiep1 on Twitter, In Instagram is Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Do you know what's funny on there? You can't you can't put an apostrophe on. I don't know why. So it says it says Stu's Wrestling Podcast. What what's the issue with Instagram? I don't get that. You know. Um, and then Stewie, Stewie John Palmer on the Twitter, and then the Stu's Wrestling Podcast page, which has got quite a decent following as following goes. I was, I was quite surprised. Like nice. So, you know, little little clips here and there, uh, probably I, too I many clips,
0: too many clips
1: to some days. The, 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 yeah, well, we're all guilty of that,
0: but you have to use social media. That's the way mm-hmm. of the world. That's how a lot of people get out, get out there. I believe in it, even to continue to have fun, what I do in branding and for learning, all the students and people and wrestlers and workers trying to make money should do this to brand yourself. Me personally, uh, you can see me on Twitter. That's at Big Daddy G-O-C. And the G-O-C stands for the Guardian of Chaos. If you hit the profile link, that'll knock you over to the Guardian of Chaos on my YouTube channel. Hundreds of videos throughout the years. I've got 70 or 80 podcasts on there. You can follow me on Instagram and that's at uh, Guardian of Chaos Big Daddy. uh, Listen, I'm everywhere. You can even follow me on Facebook, my good buddy, buddy and my second persona, jay brony that's right jay brony how about that for a name and then of (laughs) course there's the real me a protegio fidelis el guardian and remember they're all the guardian of chaos big daddy because you want to follow me you got to have if you don't have one for your persona and then one for your persona then you don't know what you're doing on social
1: media (laughs) (laughs) that's how you promote yourself i didn't do a very good job of promoting uh, that you've done it sir. Personified there perfectly, absolutely. I want to ask before we go. Sure, I got plenty time. Jerry Springer being on Jerry Springer because I've seen a clip and a, and like when you sent some information over, I was like, yeah, it triggered me. Yeah, he was on Springer and like Springer. Springer had a following worldwide. We used to get. I'm trying to think which channel covered it. Ricky Lake as well, which is discussed. That like used to be on the old <laughs> Channel for The Montel Williams show. They were all on. We used to get them all. We used to get them all. But yeah. Being on Sherry Springer, how was that?
0: It's funny because uh, uh, at one point I traveled with ring announcer from AEW who worked in a WWE that would be one, Justin Roberts. And I'm even mentioned in his book, uh, WWE Best Seat in the House. That's by Justin Roberts. And if you go to chapter four or five, you'll see that I got Justin Roberts, the Iron Sheik, Anthony from the Pitbull, Sweet Destiny from WCW, a couple of adult film movie stars. We all made our way through the producer, Toby Yoshimura, who saw us uh, wrestling out that way and in different videos, to come on there as guests. So, and I'm going to be honest, Springer's been on forever. You know, he gave us uh, different storylines, and I was on there to be Big Daddy to promote the clothing line. And, you know, we had to sign an agreement and got to hang out at the Crow Bar in Chicago and the House of Blues and got to go hang out with the Chic in the dressing room. And oh, boy, those are stories that maybe for another time, with <laughs> the Iron Chic. Oh, and I ended up uh, uh, being on there as Big Daddy. It was, a, it was a great role. It was a work. And it was to promote myself and my character as the Iron Sheik and the, uh, the Pit Bulls from ECW fame and so on and so forth. And it was, they treated us great. Hotel, airfare, food, had a good time. Jerry's a great man. Steve Wilkos is an unbelievable man. It was a wild scene. This is the early 2000s, right when Springer was in its heyday from the late 90s to the mid 2000s when it was absolutely crazy. We had a, a little rumble, me and Steve from uh, from Jerry Springer, <laughs> me and Steve Wilkos, uh, chasing the, the guy I knew. He was wearing underwear all the way into the streets of Chicago. Uh, you know, we even ran into Dennis Rodman at the MVP room at the Crowbar.
1: And that's another story for another time. Oh, my it's days. I'm going to get you back. I'm gonna have to get you back on.
0: So many uh, stories I gotta tell you the story About sitting in the limo With the suits And somebody rolled out One of those Rolled up uh, cig- <laughs> It's another story For another time too. But yeah Jerry Springer Was a lot of fun I ended up getting A lot of my friends On there It got me the rub With Justin Roberts Who I knew very well Through the World Wrestling Zone And we worked for the AWA Superstars Together at Super Clash. It's all tied We could We could do two shows Stewie. But thank you For bringing that up
1: I know It's brilliant <laughs> Springer <laughs> You've done so much, man, and yeah, just uh, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Just a regular guy, man. Absolutely, Retired. I feel great. Yeah. Down to earth, down to earth as well, thank man. You. That's that's a that's a you know amazing quality to have, and uh, yeah, just thank you for sharing some of your story. And I will get you. <laughs> you will be coming back on. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because there's just so many branches off things. You know, we there, could you know? go everywhere. This is, oh, this, this my God. i got to
0: tell you, this is what we do. When we get on different shows, yeah. uh, we end up going off onto different things because, let's face it, we all, whether it's Stewie John Palmer, whether it's the fans listening, whether it's the guy listening, the podcast, or whether it's me, we all have a story to tell. And if you're willing to listen to it, you'll find that everyone is an entertainer. Everyone has a story to tell. Like George Costanza said it in Seinfeld, it could be a story about nothing, but somebody's going to listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My guest, all the way from the good old US of A, it is two-time Wrestling Hall of Famer, the God in the Chaos, Big Daddy, TV star, movie star, podcaster. He's done a lot, this man. This man has done a lot, and he's been around the business for so many years. Top respect, much respect to you and what you've done, to I appreciate you coming on today on Stew's Racing Podcast for the 95th episode. We're approaching 100. Can't believe it. Stewie, thank you so
0: much. I want to thank the fans across the pond. Keep listening to The Guardian Chaos. Follow me on social medias. And if mm-hmm. you're not listening to Stewie, I'll either kick your ass or I don't know what the hell you're
1: doing. <laughs> thank you, you brother. Need to, you need to listen. You need to listen to that, what he's telling you. <laughs> I'll send you their way. (laughs) A big thank you to Powered4TV for putting the episodes up on the on-demand service there. Big thank you to John Scott and Rich Crowhurst for all the support. Really appreciate it week in, week out. Nothing's ever a problem. Also, we're doing Powered4TV Big Fight Weekly, the MMA and boxing show with my cousin Rich and John and put on these 1st it's been fantastic with that thank you to Chris Dutton again as always for the superb editing I couldn't do this without him and fantastic job once again thank you to Mike Angus for the intro as always to the show you can find the Stew Wrestling Podcast Merch at WrestleMerchCentral.com there is loads of stuff lots of different items that you can get Mug's Hats face coverings, T-shirts, hoodies, even the new varsity jacket with embroidered Stu's Wrestling Podcast logo on it. Big thank you once again to Dean and the team for listing my products on there. Great work, great work. And we will see you soon for the next episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.